Welcome to the Theory to Action podcast, where we examine the timeless treasures of wisdom from the great books in less time to help you take action immediately and ultimately to create and lead a flourishing life. Now, here's your host, David Kaiser. Hello, I am David, and welcome back to another Mojo Minute. So both Tuesday's show and today's show, I said we're going to be a little bit different. We're going to combine a Catholic corner and a mojo minute. And we're going to do so because we are in the Christian Holy Week, the highest, holiest week on the Christian calendar. And because of the world that has gone crazy all around us, I thought it would be best to give you guys, the listeners, some encouragement during this holiest of weeks. So with that, we're going to grab our book of the week, Habits for Holiness by Mark Mary Ames, a very good book, a very short book. And we're going to grab our first pull quote for our first nugget of wisdom. What I'd like to propose to you, the reader, is to read this book and then apply it to your life following the Poco a Poco model little by little. We understand that life is a pilgrimage and that our spiritual life, like our physical journey, is made step by step. We are always trying to make the next best step. This book is going to propose an ideal and a very high ideal, but I don't want you to be discouraged by it if you don't feel like you can achieve it tomorrow. I propose the ideal as a destination, a place to which we're journeying, understanding that a journey may be necessary. As you read, I'm going to ask you to prayerfully invite the Lord to reveal to you what is the next best step. The next best step may be a baby step. The next best step may be prayer, or it might be stepping out of the boat as you hear Jesus inviting you to walk on the water. But let's continue make let's continue to make this pilgrimage poco o poco little by little, step by step, always beginning by inviting the Lord to guide us and help us on the journey. Poco o poco, little by little is our nugget of wisdom today, which reminds me we hear the same advice given in the secular world as well. Remember in the Compound Effect by Darren Hardy, these words, small, smart choices, plus Consistency plus time equals radical difference. Be sure to check that out in Mojo Minutes 14, 15, and 41, where we did talk about the compound effect. And that's so true in our spiritual life, just like we talked about. It follows the same attributes as our secular lives. There's no reason to divorce them or compartmentalize them. I believe it was the great St. Thomas Aquinas who coined the phrase that God, God's grace builds upon nature. But most of the world gets this phrase wrong because St. Thomas actually said this. And we get it from his commentary on both Theseus, that Roman scholar and philosopher who lived in the Western Roman empire, just as that Roman empire was collapsing all around him. St. Thomas says in his commentary on the Trinity, he said this, quote, although man is inclined to an end by nature, 
yet he cannot attain that end by nature, but only by grace, because of the exalted character of the end. End of quote. So the correct way to define this saying is to make clear that God's grace perfects nature. It doesn't build upon it. It perfects it. And that is at the same time as the great St. Augustine of Hippo, or that's actually the same thing that the the great St. Augustine of Hippo wrote some seven centuries earlier, just a generation before Bothesius. So as we appeal for grace to come into our hearts to make, to help us to make good decisions and guide us, so too we have to understand that this little by little, poco o poco, that most of us will advance along the spiritual journey that way. Not often do we see the lightning bolt of grace that we read about of St. Paul being knocked off his horse and blinded to seeing God's goodness That almost never happens. Now, St. Paul, realizing he was persecuting the one true and holy God, did make a radical change on the spot, and God's grace fulfills him. But again, most of us are not the complete knuckleheads that St. Paul was, or let us hope, that we listen to and for and that we are sensitive to the movements of grace in our hearts so we can avoid God's lightning bolts. I'd highly recommend that. Avoid God's lightning bolts. Let's not incur the wrath of God. Now, I don't recommend being stubborn enough, just like St. Paul. But with that, let's get back to the book because we have another nugget of wisdom And in that nugget, we're going to put theory into action. If you ask pretty much any adult what it takes to be healthy physically, he or she will respond, you have to exercise and you have to eat right. It's pretty clear and pretty basic. But often people are not able to lose weight or improve their health. It's not because they don't know what to do, but because they only know what to do in an abstract way, going from the abstract to the practical though it may feel like a small step, is often a deal breaker. So there's a flourishing business of physical trainers offering workout plans and diet plans. These trainers often propose workouts and meals very specifically, understanding that specifics are helpful for us. Clarity is helpful. At the same time, though, trainers understand that each person is unique and sometimes their proposals need to be nuanced and adjusted for the individual. I'm going to take the same model or mindset in this book. Many of you know what it takes to grow in holiness on an abstract level. We'll break down some of these things in a way that is helpful and concrete, but I'm going to go one step further and offer very practical and specific proposals for the ways you can apply these principles in your life. And I offer them because I think clarity is helpful. It saves you from taking the extra step of trying to figure it out. Ah, now that is some good advice. And yes, clarity does make things more simple. And we love simple. Got to keep it simple. And plus, hopefully these free Mojo Minutes save you time in finding the good books with some of these great nuggets of wisdom contained within them. 
Hopefully we got down on your time to find these nuggets of gold, these nuggets of wisdom. And speaking of said wisdom, let's get super practical to help you get super wise. And let's talk about our conversation with God. Let's talk about prayer as a habit of holiness. Going back to the book. An object in motion tends to stay in motion. We're moving fast in the rhythms. Our own established patterns of life and the rhythms of society don't take into account the need for a prayer life. Society often doesn't value prayer to pray every day and to pray throughout the day. We're going to need to make some very firm commitments. We're going to need to make, we're going to need to stop the activism inertia. Prayer has to be intentional and it has to be active. Prayer has to be something that we commit to again and again and again. A brother Fryer and I had just finished making our yearly solitude retreat with some cloister nuns, and we had a chance at the end of that retreat to speak to one of these women of profound prayer. Our retreat had been up in the mountains with acres and acres of forest where it was still quiet. And now we were going to be traveling back to the South Bronx. Remember that Fort Apache, the Bronx movie. Oh dear. Going back to the South Bronx. I mean, it can be quite difficult to pray in our society in which we're running pillar to post to fulfill our daily obligations of work and family and community. But our hearts are always longing for love. And if we are in love, shouldn't we feel like praying? I mean, sometimes, maybe sometimes we need some motivation. But boy, it is sure hard to pray with all the sights and sounds of a modern day city all around you. Tons of distractions. Let's get back to the book and see if they offer any advice on that. Now, the brother I was with asked one of the sisters, it was so easy to pray here. This environment was ideal for entering into the stillness. How can we pray like this when we go back home? Going back home to the South Bronx, mind you. And she looked at us with a warm and knowing smile and said, brothers, the creativity of love. When you love someone, you create a way to be with them. My brothers and sisters, I would like to offer you an invitation to creative love. In your reflection on your day and your rhythm of life, can you create a space and a time to be with the Lord because you love him? Again, we're going to need to make time for prayer. But I've become fond of saying I think we can make some time for prayer for God. If we start at 10 minutes or 15 minutes or 30 minutes, God literally will make time for us because God literally made time for us. It seems right and just to make a little bit of time for God. It will be work, but it's worth it. May the Holy Spirit lead us and guide us. With the Holy Spirit's help, may we apply the creativity of love to our schedules, carving out space to be with our beloved. Ah, very good. Yes, love does beget love, doesn't it? We though we know that in our deep relationships. 
It is in the giving that we receive. It's in the pardoning that we are pardoned. And that just makes all the sense in the world. It's true. So in today's Mojo Minute slash Catholic Corner, and especially in this highest of Holy Weeks, perhaps we can carve out some space in our day, perhaps just 15 minutes, to spend time with the author of love, even if we just sit in silence with the most beloved, it will be time well spent. Prayer is indeed effective. After all, he is the author of time. He is the author of all things. He is the author and creator of love. So time spent with him, no matter your troubles, can only be productive. Time is never wasted. Love begets love, and true, authentic love begets true, authentic love. So I encourage you to have a great rest of the Holy Week. May your prayer be fruitful and hopeful. And despite what the world has been telling Christians for over 2,000 years, when the world tells you that you are finished, that you are defeated, after that Good Friday when all seems lost, remember, resurrection comes Sunday. And with it, victory. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this Theory to Action podcast. Be sure to check out our show page at teammojoacademy.com, where we have everything we discussed in this podcast, as well as other great resources. Until next time, keep getting your mojo on. Are you a voracious reader who yearns for a deeper understanding of your favorite books? Or perhaps you're a busy professional seeking to enrich your knowledge, but short on time. The Mojo Academy 2.0 is your perfect solution. Our revamped service now includes beautifully designed monthly written reviews and PDF format to accompany our popular audio reviews. These aren't just summaries. These are comprehensive and insightful explorations of each book, packed with the actual quotes from the book to enhance your understanding. With usually six to nine pages per review, they are perfect reference tools to take your learning to the next level. Get your free Mojo Academy review in written format at teammojoacademy.com or click on today's show notes for that free link. Again, teammojoacademy.com or click on today's show notes, and you will see the link for the free written review. Get yours today.